Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and welcome to my podcast. Today, I want to um, share an inspirational story with you about my baby, Rocky Balboa. Um, registered name, Nonstop Rockstar. He's really not a baby anymore. To me, I guess he always will be, but he was born May 28, 2016. He's actually four now, so he's a big boy. But um, his mother is my mare, um, Nonstop Maggie, who won for me a lot of 1D and 2D money over the years that I had her. And when her right front became sore, I wanted to breed her. Um, we tried a couple different stallions, a couple different people, and wasn't having any luck. We didn't do anything with artificial insemination or anything, just good old fashioned breeding. And then one day, um, Cindy Downs had offered to let me put my mare out with her stallion, and she had some very nice babies, and he was a big stallion, and she's a big mare, and I just thought I'd get a nice uh, full out of them. And um, obviously, Maggie'd proven, and he had some bloodlines with him and half-brothers and such that were proven, so I was kind of excited. Well, it took her two years to even get pregnant, and when she did, originally I was supposed to um, buy the baby, and then Maggie would stay with Cindy, and she'd breed for another nonstop because she loved that bloodline, and um, I had sold her Maggie for a dollar, but with the deal that she had to give her back to me if she didn't want her because I always wanted her to be cared for. So anyhow, um, she called me the day that Rocky was born and said he's here. Prior to this, she said that she didn't look as pregnant as the other mares. I don't know a lot about breeding, but I don't think she had her ultrasound or anything to verify. But she was hoping she hadn't lost the foal and that she didn't wasn't certain of her due date, but thought that the baby should be due now, and she just didn't look as pregnant. So anyways, when the baby was born, um, the baby was only 30 pounds. He was so small, and a normal quarter horse foal, mind you, should be 60 to 80 pounds. He was so small, he couldn't even reach her milk bags to nurse. So um, Cindy and her neighbor immediately started getting him colostrum through a bottle and Call, she called me and I said call the vet I'm on my way and when I got there the vet was certain that she, the baby wouldn't make it if we didn't go to the hospital so sure enough we picked up the baby loaded the mare and separated and put the baby on some winter blankets in the front stall and the mare behind so she wouldn't step on them and we drove to Peterson and Smith in Ocala for the ICU care and I wasn't scared until because they'd gotten him fluids and colostrum and yes he was little he had this big dome head and he looked very emancipated very skinny and his ski slopes for pasterns and he was just super tiny and looked very frail and thin and um so when we got there though I got scared because all the vets looked at each other with wide eyes and their mouths kind of open and I said what's wrong and they said this is the smallest quarter horse foal we've ever gotten he's more like a miniature foal and then I was scared so they immediately wanted to x-ray and ultrasound and um, see if there was anything wrong internally make sure all his parts were where they were supposed to be and they were developed okay but um, they did some blood work, they put him on antibiotics, they had to put him on oxygen and fluids. He, they told me he was born with dysmature, which means he went over his due date and he progressed very slow in his mother's placenta that was too small for him. 
So that's why his birth weight was so low. And he was also at a very high risk for infection. He had eye ulcers in both eyes. He had extremely high white blood cell count. He had E. coli bacteria. He was dehydrated. He was a mess. So my life was complicated at the time. I'd just gone through a broken heart and a divorce and everything was just complicated. I was actually just thinking about letting her know to just keep the mare in the foal when the baby came because I really had to get my life back in order. But God obviously had other plans. So I gave them my credit card and told them to save him. And they said, look, it's a 50-50 chance that he'll even be alive in the morning. I said, well, do your best. So I kissed him and Maggie and left and came back in the morning and he was still alive. And they said he was doing wonderful. And they said, what are you going to name him? And I said, Rocky Balboa, of course. He's a fighter. So it was around the clock care. They had to put him on a mattress because he was so tiny so that the mare wouldn't fall on him. He was still going to need around the clock care with oxygen. He had to stay in ICU for three days. And then they were allowed to go to less ICU for two more days. So on the fifth day, I had run out of money and said I need to take him home. And they said, well, he's going to need around-the-clock care for probably 20 days, you know, with the antibiotics and the eye ulcers and yada, yada. And I said, well, I have more time than money, so I guess that's what we're doing. So I set up, I have, now mind you, I haven't had a full since I was a teenager. So I ran home, set up the stall with uh, boards and straw and a mattress and, you know, made it where they had a small turnout for an hour or two a day and then put them back in or whatever. Just tried to get everything as safe as I could. And, um, so I brought him home and he still needed the farm vet to come once a week and listen to his lungs and get his blood and all of that. Um, but he was doing amazing. Every day he would get stronger and he had the most, um, fighting personality. He was just full of grit and try and just did not want to give up. So he continued to get well. Um, you know, he had to be bottle fed until he was tall enough to reach the milk on his own, which that happened, I think by the second or third day, um, the pastern started to straighten out and he got tall enough to reach. Um, but yeah, we had to bottle feed him, but still he had to sit on our lap around the clock. And when I got him home, he sat in my lap around the clock for the first 20 days of his life. Um, I was up every two to four hours taking care of him. So as soon as I got him home, I immediately consulted all my holistic practitioners because the vets had him on so many RXs and, and, um, you know, mind you, Cindy had many mares, many foals. They were all born healthy and everything. But I had been using the Dynamite program for my competition horses. And it's just a program I've been with because I trusted it. Certified holistic, um, I'm so sorry, certified uh, natural uh, organic male, feed male. And it's just products I had and trusted. So immediately when they got home, I got Maggie started on the Dynamite and the Dynapro. <clears throat> so that his milk would start having it from her. And then when he was able to start eating out of his own little bowl, he would get his Dynamite and Dynapro as well, the vitamin and minerals with the amino acids, chelated, and also the prebiotics and such for all the antibiotics he was on. So, and I'd also do like frankincense essential oil and things like that, just doing everything I could naturally to support him while the vets were doing everything they could do for him. He got to about two months old, 
and um, he started having seizures and the vets were scared he would fall down hit his head but it was scary he would just freeze and then fall and um, I was scared his mom would step on him or he'd hit his head on a pole or something but they said that was very common and it would he'd grow out of it eventually he was normal for a dismature foal to go through that but from about four months on he was super happy and healthy but it wasn't until four months old he was the size of a normal brand new foal so you have to understand <laughs> how long this process took for us we've been what feels like a year behind um, normal average horses this entire time so long story short though at about seven months old he was extremely independent from his mother and she was ready to get rid of him she was aggravated with him he was jumping on her by then and she wasn't a very disciplined type mother and you know he didn't she didn't really want to milking and he was eating on his own fully by then anyway so I separated him by one pasture and they were both fine with it and then I separated them across from each other and they were both fine with it and Cindy still wanted Maggie back to try to breed her again I wanted to keep her but um, I let it be her decision after all her help with Rocky and Maggie and everything and so she took her back and didn't get her pregnant that year and now Maggie's back with me after that that was um I guess she had her for the rest of 26 no the rest all of 2017 and then I got her back all of 2018 and on so um and Maggie's just happily retired here which is fine um makes me happy but Rocky was seven months old when I weaned them and um and like I said um he's doing amazing at two years old he was still very small and he was very playful and he was all boy is healthy and um that was in 2018 I put about 30 days no no at two years old he was still way too small I didn't even try to ride him I waited that was in 2018 in March of 2019 when he was three I started to get him, all the groundwork was done when he was two. I'd pony him and ground drive him and saddle him and load him and all that stuff. But at three, I did about uh, 30 rides on him total, about 15 minutes, three times a week, just walking. And that was it. And then I still felt like he was just too immature physically and mentally. So I kicked him back out. And then I moved from my Groveland farm to Keystone Heights. And then I started riding him again in May of this year. And I've had probably another 60 rides on him. But again, just really slow working on basics. Part of it's because my hips messed up. So I can't ride like I used to. Um, I'm not training or competing right now either. So I'm riding him about 30 minutes, three days a week. And um, he's doing awesome now, and I'm excited to finish his basics out by the end of the year. Obviously, we're going slower because of my hip, but he's being such a good boy, and hopefully I'll get to pattern him in 2021, and just going to see if we both continue to go on the right road. Maybe one day he'll be competing like his mom someday. But um, but yes, he's, he's, a, he's quite a miracle for how small he was, and now he... Is 14.3 at the wither and 15.0 at the butt, and he's stout and gorgeous and flashy. He's got beautiful red shiny coat with a blaze and four white socks, and he is just drop dead gorgeous, stout and muscular. And I'm thankful for dynamite. Dynamite is soy as the number one ingredient. Soy can be controversial, but not for me because I know that they use 100% whole. Uh, 
cold-pressed extruded soy. So it has all of its um, vitamins and minerals, amino acids. It's got its fat and its protein. It's just an extremely healthy ingredient um, when you get it that way. Most bags are, um, are what do you call it, uh, soy, um, just partials. What do you call them, crushed or holes or whatever. It's not the whole you know, and it's not the quality. Um, a lot of your vitamins and minerals and a lot of ingredients are destroyed by the heat processing of them and the chemicals that they add. And I just wanted Rocky to have as much natural as possible. And that's why he's been a dynamite horse since, um, you know, he gets the loose minerals and salts and picks up them what he wants. He gets quality hay all the time. And then he gets his vitamins, minerals, and his um, prebiotic and then electrolytes if we need it during stress or or summertime so but he's happy he's healthy I try to keep him as natural as possible and and honestly the boy is a fighter so to this day he's still extremely playful and he's actually um he's fun but everything needs to go in his mouth when you lunge him and all that so he keeps me on my toes when we're on the ground he's always challenging me to go left right forward backwards sideways you just keep him busy because he's a busy boy but in the saddle he's quite easy um he's you know just more do his job so he can be done <laughs> he's a character he still plays with balls and he wants to attention you can't be out in the barn without him come a running for your attention so I mean he can be in the very back of the pasture and I call his name with his halter and he comes running for school so he just loves the attention and he loves learning and he just has a zest for life maybe he appreciates it more with his start in life um to this day though he does not like needles which I can't say I blame him after all the needles he had as a baby so don't get nowhere near his neck with a needle he don't like that so even with desensitizing with that I still have to oh, that one's a still challenge so but um yeah he's got some memories in his mind from those days but overall he's a very good boy and I love him to pieces and I don't know that I've ever had a bond with another horse quite like this one because of raising him the way that I had to in my lap and hoping every day he would be okay when I walked out to the barn in the morning so anyways um he's definitely a blessing he was definitely a distraction that I needed when I was going through what I was going through and I guess the moral of the story is that sometimes we don't understand why one door closes but I always know another door opens and sometimes when something bad happens there might be some a reason why maybe something good comes out of it after all so that's my message to you today we don't really know the end of a story when we're at the beginning of it but I just try to say enjoy the journey because all you can do is just be in the moment and just find the good stuff in in every day and every moment and Rocky has definitely brought me more joy than sadness for sure and he's been just a really awesome experience so what on the never give up and will to live so anyways thanks for tuning in and as always ride with heart